Lord's given me or just, just a lot of those things. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm going to address tonight for the most part. We're going we're to talk a little bit about what, what it looks like to be faithful in the little and, and what even that little thing can be. And better than that, that the Lord wants us to be found faithful and that he's, He has like a plan and instruction on, on helping us. All right? All right, I have a couple, well, one question in particular. Who, who, who believes that, or who wants, who wants like a life of more? Who, who, who thinks that like the kingdom of heaven, there's more? Good. That's, that's such a good sign. For those of you that do, do not think there's more, there's more. Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hit two passages of scripture tonight. We're going to talk in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 25, parable of the talents. We're going to hit that a little bit. We're also going to hit uh, John chapter 15. Um, Matthew, Matthew 25. I want to just tell you guys a story, if that's all right. All right? So there was, there was this, uh, this master, king. He was, he was going to go on a journey. And he called some servants, and he entrusted some property to them. And uh, first of all, I want you guys to kind of keep in your mind about the more here, okay? Like this passage is, is a kingdom principle passage and it's given us a real key to, to bringing the kingdom of heaven into the everyday here and now. And it's very, very, very practical. Chapter 25 in Matthew is the most practical like, like parable I've found in my life to be true. Like I, I, I use this, this chapter like every single day, Okay. Think about the more of the Lord and think about how the master is always giving and there's always room for more in every scenario. We'll talk about like the one main thing that keeps you from that more, okay? So, so the master goes on, he, he has to go on, on, on a little journey. So he calls three servants to him and he entrusts them with some property. Um, 20 gives five talents, 20 gives three talents, and 20 gives one. And he knows his servants better than they know themselves. And he gives out these talents according to their own abilities. So the, this, the, the, the guy that he gave five to had appeared to be more faithful, more dependable. He, he could depend on this guy to show up, to, to be there when he needed him. He's always able to count on him. So he gave him five talents. The three, he, he was faithful, but just not quite as, as uh, dependable and, and, and as as the other guy, and he gave him three. And I tend to think the guy that got the one was a nice guy. And that's about it. Like, he was a servant, and that he was a good guy. And that's just about it. Like, but the master had grace. He was a really gracious kind of guy. So he gave him one. He thought he'd give the guy a chance. So he, the, the scripture reads, he was gone. The master was gone for a long time. And um, when he comes back, he finds those three guys, and he's like, all right, what have, you, what have you done with what I gave you? Well, they all double what, what they were given, except the one guy that was given one. And, and the one guy that was given one, the reason, well, f- first off, the, guy, the guys that doubled what they were given, they got a reward of, of coming into the master's room and, and enjoying his happiness. Like, and then, then he's gonna get, they're going to get like, basically crowned with more. They're, they're going to get the more. Okay, whatever that means. They just get more. All right? So there's like no real limit on that. It just says 
come, I'll entrust you with more, and, and come into the master's happiness. All right? The guy that got one, the reason he only got one is because he was a fearful guy. The master knew it. And he hid his one talent. And he based his whole, or his, his whole like, idea of the master was based out of fear. He thought the master was a selfish guy who reaped where he hadn't sown and gathered where he had not... Yeah, I think I said that backwards. Anyway, he, he was always... He, he thought the master was, was a guy that was a taker, not a giver. Okay? Bottom line. Um, excuse me. Thank you. And so what I want to say is when you're, when you're looking into the kingdom and when you're expecting more, the one thing that can keep you from the more, and according to this passage, the one thing that can keep you from the more is a screwed up picture of the Father. I'm here to tell you guys, He is all good. Like, He'll give you stuff even if you don't deserve it. Even if He knows you're going to go bury it in a field and do nothing with it. Okay? This, this parable tells me that everybody in this room even the ones that the Lord sees unfaithful right now has been given something. Okay? Everybody in this room has been given something. So to, to the extent of your, that, that you're faithful or, or to the extent you use what's in, what He's given you is, is what the more looks like in your life. Okay? You all agree there's more, right? There's, there's, more, there's more work to be had. There's more money to be had. There's more family goods to be had. There's more kids to be had. There's more, I mean, there's, there's more treasure to be had. I can say that because I have one do. Yeah, I have one do any day, right? That's all the more I'm talking about as far as kids go. <laughs> and it's, that, is, that, that more is especially applicable in, in the kingdom. Okay, like in signs and wonders and, and just the love of the Lord and, and like being a friend of God. Like all that stuff is the more. There's always a place for more. Okay, and the scary part in that passage is it's up to you whether you receive the more. That's a bit heavy. Alright, like there's some weight on that. Lord actually puts that ball in our court. Everybody gets dealt something. Just think about that for a minute. Like everybody's been dealt something. That's one of the things I want you to kind of think about tonight. Like what what's the thing that the Lord's dealt you right now? And it can be one hundred percent natural. think about that for a minute. Think about like is it is it like a wife? Is it kids? Is it a particular job? I'm I own like two businesses and so I have like all this stuff that the Lord's entrusted me with, so it's kind of scary. But there there are times in my life when you know I I had a job that I depended on a company. I didn't have to do anything but show up. You know? And I know that it doesn't sound like a lot to me right now because I've had to do so much more than that. But at the time, just showing up was a task. I mean, just showing up felt like the 
fact that it was a weird hours of the night and just showing up was a chore. I mean, it looked nothing like what I wanted my destiny to look like. It looked nothing like my calling. Absolutely nothing. And, th- and this, this passage has been such a life, a life saver for me, if you will. You can ask all my family. It's just, especially Ray Ray. He, anytime I get in one of those spots where I'm like, I'm going nowhere, he's like, hey, what, what's right in front of you? What's the thing that's right in front of you? Do it. doesn't have to look like anything holy. It doesn't have to look like you're going anywhere in particular. It doesn't have to look like you're going to make a million dollars or it's going to really throw you ahead. I'm just giving you guys some, some faithful in the right now examples, okay? Like literally, for me, it was showing up at UPS at 4 a.m., working till 9, then finding something else to do. Just this grind, right? I'm like, Lord, this looks nothing, absolutely nothing like greatness. This looks nothing like what I feel like my heart's called to, to do and to be. And it feels nothing like the vision my wife and I have for our family. Looks nothing like it. Guess what the word was? Go to work. <laughs> do that thing that's right in front of you. And then, like, my dad used to always say, like, from, like, the time I was old enough to work, even, even before then, as long as I can remember, he would say, when you're working for somebody else, working like, work like you're working for Jesus. He would do it. And he would say it all the time. Anytime I had a job for somebody, do it like you're doing it for the Lord. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing it like I'm doing it for the Lord. Whatever. I had no grid for that, honestly. Like, now looking back, it, it meant everything I've taught you, you do it that way. You know? That's kind of how I took it. Uh, after I've lived life for a few more years and had a few more responsibilities, I've realized that I'm actually really doing it for the Lord. Like, when I, when I like, receive Jesus and I, I commit to him and I say, all right, Father, your ways are better. Your kingdom is better than our kingdom. And my job is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And I, I want to I live out of the reality of your kingdom and not my kingdom. So that just changed my complete perspective. And all of a sudden, everything I did, it was for him instead of my boss. My boss got the best end of the deal. Because he got like my 110, you know. But really, I'm doing something that looks nothing like my destiny. And I'm... I'm putting 110 in it because I know that before the Father, I'm doing it for Him. And I know this is what He's put in front of me. If I can be faithful in this, the next step is like connecting to my heart. Okay? And my life has been proof of it. I went from UPS to doing the grind, to having all these questions. Lord, this looks nothing like anything that moves my heart. It went from that to... I had an idea about coffee, and a year later, I've had ridiculous favor from the Lord, and I'm starting a business roasting and serving coffee, and it's fun. And, like, I can go to work, and I can see all kinds of destiny on it, and I can see all kinds of vision, and it, like, connects to my heart, and, like, there's community involved. And, and, I mean, it's just huge. I mean, like, the difference. And it was because I was entrusted with a season 
in my life that was no fun. The Lord didn't put it on me to teach me a lesson, but he was giving me something to be faithful with. And I said, all right, I'm going to be faithful. And I'm doing it for you because you're bigger than the world I live in. And I'm, 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 I'm living in the reality of a kingdom that, that the rewards are great. Like, I can double what I'm doing. I can show up early and leave late. I can put out the extra effort. I can not take a break and do someone else's job. And the father goes, whoa, he's like tripling what I've given him. I'll give him a city, you know? That's how the kingdom works. To think that I was going to be faithful for UPS, for UPS rewards, is depressing. Like, the thought that I could move up and be a boss, that is depressing, I, you know, I apologize if you guys are a boss at UPS. But for me, personally, that was depressing. That wasn't my call. It's not my call. And it was depressing to think that. So when I brought kingdom perspective into my everyday life, and I took this passage and I said, if I live by kingdom principles, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like this. If I live my life according to this, then I get kingdom reward. And I've seen it within Three years I've seen it in my own life. All right? And that's just, like, it, it's, kind of, it's, it's a heavy word, but I really want to encourage you guys, wherever you're at, even if, if you're like, if you really are the guy that, that isn't trustworthy, the Lord still entrusts you with something. Like, if you've trusted, if you've given him your life, he's called you servant. See, it even gets better than that. He, he calls you friend, but we'll go there in a minute. He, he calls you servant, and so he's going to entrust you with something. Okay? Yeah, I kind of hit on it. But doing the thing that's right in front of you that looks nothing like your destiny, before the Lord, what that's really stating is you're actually, it's actually... I don't want to say proving your faith. It's showing the Lord that you believe His kingdom. There's a reality to His kingdom that is more real to you than the reality you walk in. Does that make sense? Like, it's actually faith activated. Faithfulness. If you can, if you can be faithful, that means your faith is fully activated. Make sense? It's encouraging in that aspect for me. Anyway. Because then it just becomes about, it moves from, from like your job and the things that actually weighs on you right now to when you make that, that kingdom a reality, there's no impossibilities in that kingdom. And it's not about going to work and it's about healing the sick. It means like, it, it moves from, oh, if I can just get through this day, this looks, why do you have me here, God? You know, what is this about? This, this is awful. My life's awful. Dude, when you make that kingdom a reality, just in those simple, those simple thought patterns and that just effort towards the Lord, your faith is actually activated and you actually say, your kingdom is as real as my kingdom and your way is better than my ways. Even better than better than the place you set me in. And in his place there's there's no impossibilities. 
then we can actually like make a difference. And then all of a sudden, right where you're at, it becomes part of your destiny. Because it's all tied together. It's absolutely all tied together. Let's have a little bit more. I just want to read. I'm going to read uh, John chapter 15. If you guys want to turn there, you can. The vine and the branches. Very familiar passage, right? Good. I want to pray. Right, Father, I just invite your Holy Spirit. You just ask, Lord, that the Spirit of Revelation would fill this room. Father, would you remove any stained glass view we have of the Scripture? Jesus, we invite you to show us new things. Father, we want to we really believe and trust that your ways are better than ours. And your kingdom is is even more real than the one we walk around in. Jesus' name. All right. You guys can follow, or you can just let this chapter wash over you. I would recommend you just let it wash over you. Because <laughs> it's so stinking good. Okay? I want you guys to think about this in, in the context of being faithful. Okay? I want you to think about this in the context of you've been entrusted with something and it's up to you to be faithful with it and you have a responsibility on whether you are going to be seen faithful or not. Okay? The Lord has put that in your court. He's entrusted you with something. You have the responsibility whether you're going to walk in the more or not. Okay? You feel that? All right, listen. This is Jesus' teaching. He says, I'm the true vine... And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Let that wash over you for a second. Guys, that's the Lord protecting you. You hear that? That's the Lord protecting you. You were worried about screwing something up and not being faithful? You're like a vine and he's the gardener and he's pruning those things. Alright? He cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit. While every branch that, that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. His intentions is a life of more. Okay? You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. That one has rocked my world all day long. Actually, all week long. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. That tells me those top two verses... He's protecting you. He's not cleaning you. He's already cleaned you. When he came in you, you're clean. You realize that? You've already been made clean by the blood. That's such good news. (laughs) You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I'll remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Either you can bear fruit, either you bear fruit, unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, he can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, 
He is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. Talk about a life of more. Remaining in the Father is how you're found faithful. If you're found faithful by remaining in the Father, the reality of His kingdom is truth. It's better. Whatever you ask will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. It is a kingdom of more. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as, I've, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Let that soak over you. Like, he's protecting you. Abiding in the vine is to your best interest. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no other than that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. It just got even better. It just got even better. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, appointed and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. Guys, that's good news. Don't worry about don't worry about not being faithful. Just do the thing that lies right in front of you. Alright? And do it because do it because you you're not doing it for your boss. You're not doing it you're not doing it for a good reputation. You're not even doing it to be a good witness. You're doing it because the Father's kingdom is more real than the kingdom you're walking around in. Okay? Put a reality to that kingdom. Actually activate your faith. And when you're, when you're walking in that realm, that realm is where all the action happens. Okay, that's where like, that's where the deaf hear. That's where the blind see. That's where people who, who were going to a job that had no future for them turns into to your heart's dreams. Okay? Awesome. That's what I have. That's the good news. Okay? Alright, what I want to do, what I think the Lord wants to do tonight, um, ministry team, you guys can come on up if you want. Cool. Okay. A couple people want to come up? You guys want to come up? Ministry team? Ministry team? Yeah. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Um, I feel like there may be a few people here um, that are in that place in their life where it, it feels kind of hopeless, where you feel like that, that if I have to do this one more time, I'm going to throw up. I just, can't, I just can't live a life of 
of fruitlessness. I can't live a life that, that is just going to work. If you guys feel that way, I would really like to pray for you. Okay? We would. There's really, there's, there's hope and there's, there's joy. Jesus said it. There's joy to be found abiding in the vine. And if you're his, you abide. And there's more. You're actually attached to a kingdom of more. All right? So, Father, I just ask right now that you would release the more in this room. Father, we ask, I ask, Lord, that you would just release joy. Father, I ask, Lord, that you would bring those places up in our heart that we haven't, we haven't made your kingdom the realest thing to us. God, bring those things up in our heart that, that we haven't agreed that your kingdom's better than ours. truth and life to those places. Father, right now, I ask, Lord, that you would bring joy to spots of mourning, and you would bring hopefulness and fruitfulness to places of despair, places of desperation, places of depression, God, that I ask, Lord, that you would bring hope to those places. In Jesus' name. Bless you guys.